Do you ever wonder what it's like to be the ruler of everything? I mean, think for a moment now. If you were to come upon all of the power and all of the riches in the world, what would you do? Would you donate it to charity? Would you hoard it for the rest of your life? Give it to your children to make their future a little bit brighter? We'll meet one man who did all three. Coming up next. Meet Joseph Tenley. Joseph was born in an ordinary town in Elbow Pit, Arkansas. His mother was a school teacher and his father was a janitor at the school. I know, a storybook romance, right? Joseph grew up in a very normal way. He was three years old when his little sister came along. And the two of them became fast friends. Elementary school was unremarkable. Until Joseph became a sophomore in high school and he met Linda. Linda had blonde flaxen hair, shiny like the sun, Joseph used to say. He asked her out to go see Twister. You know, that movie with Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt. The one where there's a tornado. And somehow they live by tying a belt to a pole and reinforced concrete. And that works for whatever reason. Anyway, Twister was their first date. And after that, their romance became a whirlwind of sorts. After high school, they got married, had two kids, bought a house, went through the motions of life. Except every day, Joseph would buy a lottery ticket with the same understanding that all of us have when we buy a lottery ticket that it's never going to work. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Don't know how to make a website? Geosites shut down? Angel Fire isn't working anymore? Use Squarespace. Joseph worked at the nuclear plant in town. He was a safety inspector, and he and his buddies would often go to Moe's after work. They liked to joke that It was like they were living in The Simpsons. Every day after work, Joseph would buy a lottery ticket 
on his way to Moe's, there was a convenience store called the Quickie Mart. And every day, unsurprisingly, he wouldn't win the lottery. And Linda became concerned about the number of lottery tickets that he was buying, combined with the number of beers that he would buy on top of the lottery tickets. She confronted him one day in 1998. It was July, hot and sticky, as Joseph recalls. She wanted to know why he wasn't saving for their future. Why, instead, he seemed more about chasing temporary fixes or the possibility of riches, which were really wastes of money. He stormed off, decided that he would grab some extra hours at work, and went to the nuclear plant. He sped, as he remembers in his telling of it to me, he sped and a cop pulled him over. Do you realize how fast you were going? Joseph didn't say anything. Sir, I asked you, did you realize how fast you were going? The ticket would later show that Joseph was going 95 miles an hour in a 15 mile per hour zone. He shrugged it off and said, well, the time at work will allow me to make up that cost. But when he got to work, something remarkable happened. More after this break. This episode is brought to you by Mail Keemp. More than just email marketing. Joseph arrived at the nuclear plant at 9.30 at night. Hardly anyone was there. The custodial staff, maybe, but certainly not any of the other safety inspectors. There was no such thing as an overnight shift at the nuclear plant. Joseph had brought this to the attention of management years before. No one listened. And maybe in the back of his head, he knew that one day it would come back to bite it. Well, maybe not him, but certainly in the nuclear plant. As Joseph approached the parking lot, he noticed that everything had a green tint to it. A type of luminescence. Not unlike, you would say, radioactive waste. He knew something was seriously wrong. In fact, when he told me about this event, he said that His stomach felt like it fell out of his body. His mouth was totally agape. He knew that we were in the middle of a meltdown. He also saw an opportunity. Several lottery tickets in his pocket. He clutched them, said a prayer, stepped outside his car, and dove into 
a pile of nuclear waste. He rolled around in it like a pig would roll around in mud. He said it felt like burning, at first not toler- not too painful, tolerable was the word he would use, until slowly it became more intense, and slowly more intense, until it felt like his entire body, inside and out, was burning. He said it was like a campfire that he went to when he was 15 at Lake Titicaca. He and his friends were joking around as they did an elbow pit, playing with fire, trying to make it as big as possible. As a mother of a son, I know this is not uncommon with teenage boys. Until one of his friends decided to do something daring and stick their finger in the fire. That friend, Nelson, no longer has that finger. It was burned entirely off. Scenes of Nelson's melting hands were flashing through Joseph's mind as he set his body afire with radioactive substances. The lottery tickets were still in his hand because he knew that they weren't worth anything, but they were definitely worth the price of this. More coming up next. Joseph was now 98% burned. His liver had completely shut down. It wasn't long before he died. I know what you're thinking. How did you talk to Joseph to get his side of the story if he died so shortly after this event in 1998? The thing that made Joseph all of his money was not the lawsuit that would soon be filed after his death, nor was it the lottery, no. It was the technology that he had patented two years earlier to bring remains back to life. That man, Joseph Tenley, is sitting next to me right now. His side of the story, next. Joseph? Joseph, can you hear me? Well, yes, I can. Tell us about the invention of the twirl-a-gig. Well, the twirl-a-gig was the 98th iteration something that I had come up with years before when I was at Moe's with my friends. We were just having a beer or two, maybe six. And, you know, I noticed the way that the beer twirled in the bottle. And I noticed the way that the beer shined an amber waves of grain. 
And I thought to myself, wow, those amber waves are all among us here in America. Why can't we have those amber waves forever? <laughs>